few months ago, I was out on a morning walk with Adrian and got an unexpected call from a familiar voice. Since then, we've spoken a few times and thought, why not roll tape on one and see where it goes? Today seemed as good a day as any to do just that. Here's a brand new conversation between me and Bill Wadman. Good morning. The lights just flickered. <laughs> I hope that's not a sign. <laughs> no! <laughs> All the power in Jeffrey's uh, <laughs> goes out at the same yeah. time. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> uh, first, I couldn't find my coffee. Then the lights flicker. Then I don't even know. <laughs> oh my How God. much worse could it get? Yeah, I, I don't ask that. Don't even tempt it. Don't. I, I'm I'm honestly just not gonna really watch the news today. I think I might just go to sleep tonight and wake up in the morning. Yeah, just, but you it's know, just gonna okay. stress me out. But that's what I did last time, and look what look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, somehow it's my fault. Had I stayed up. Okay, the only thing that makes me feel better about all of this, and I, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the election, but 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 just one thing to say yeah. is that I was listening to uh, uh, Nate Silver was talking last night on the last podcast they're doing before the election, right? And he says, "Look, Trump won a very very slim election last time, and he got a whole bunch of people independence that he does not have now. So, just from like just a large scale macro view of the whole thing." You know, if he if he barely made it by the skin of his teeth last time in some of these places in the upper Midwest, and now all of that shifted five, six, eight, ten points to the left, like mathematically, it's almost impossible for him to win unless the polls are so far off, like twice as far off as they were last time. Um, so that like at least makes me go, okay, look, I wouldn't want to be if you and I, if if the whole thing was reversed and Biden was where Trump is right now in the polls. You know what I mean? You'd think he had no chance. Right. So that gives me at least a little bit of, okay, just breathe for a minute. Don't freak out. Although some woman that I went to high school with, apparently her and her husband, who I also went to high school with, who I didn't know that they got married, like they got married years later and I didn't, they never dated in high school or anything. Um, she put up this long, like 2000 word tirade on Facebook this morning. I had to unfollow her. Wow. Where she, she was basically, they're like crazy homeschool Christians who think that Trump is like saving the world for Jesus Christ. And you know what I mean? Like all this like crazy. Right. Well, they're similar renewable, really renewable. in their uh, behavior and beliefs. Yeah, <laughs> well, sure. Re renewable <laughs> energy is the devil's work. Like this kind of like crazy stuff. Where you're like, Not a lot of people mind? know that Christ grabbed Mary Magdalene right by the. <laughs> you know, I was actually going to look up Antichrist today because I think <laughs> Trump actually fits the general description of the Don't Antichrist. Don't do that. No, he Don't gives you that. everything you want. Not Ugh. realizing that he's using you the whole time. Don't give him any more power. Don't, I don't, I think if you, it's like Beetlejuice. If you, if you say his name three times, then he sticks around for another term. You know, we watched that, uh, the other night, Beetlejuice. Does it hold up? No. Yeah. Well, Michael Keaton's great. The first like half of it's pretty great. The, you know, the two thirds to the end, the third act is not great. Um, you know what I never liked really about good. that flick? The, what? uh the 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 dance at the dinner table like the the song and the dance at the oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's the like part it. everyone else did like yeah i don't like it. actually the thing that bothers me there's a scene where they're they're cutting they shrink down to the model size and right. they're digging beetlejuice up right in the model and they're pulling like cardboard and foam and whatever it is and some of the cardboard has writing on it which it wouldn't if it was oh, that size. yeah if that was that you know small I mean? yeah it wouldn't be that small that that breaks like the Catherine O'Hara is fantastic in Schitt's Creek. If you have not oh, seen yeah. Schitt's Creek, I I have not watched it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard really good things. Is it? Here's my question though: Is it cringe comedy or is it like good comedy? You know uh, both, saying? both. Okay, both. Yeah, it, it took comedy. It, it took us the first season and a few episodes to really get into it. Like the first, all through the first season, I was like. Eh. I don't know if I like this because I had ex expectations about what it should be or what I yeah. thought it was going to be. Having gone back and watched some of those episodes in the first season, 
my my seven month old or you know s- seven month past self was wrong. It is it is funny. I was just I don't know. It, the writing is is fun. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of improv because Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. That's kind of their thing with with yeah. uh, Christopher Guest and that whole crew. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. We it's we've watched that Ted Lasso three times just because it's something that doesn't make you sad. It, it, yeah, Ted Lasso <laughs> like makes just, me very happy. It's kind of all positive, and you're like, yes, the world needs more of this right now. <laughs> uh, Brett <laughs> Goldstein, the guy who plays Roy, uh, yeah, he has a podcast called Films to Be Buried With, where he talks to people and says, okay, you know, you've you've died, and we're going to look now back on your life through your favorite movies, and it's it's really clever. It's really cute. Okay, I will. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. Apparently, they only pulled him in because they couldn't. They like, kind of couldn't find anybody to play the role of Roy. And then in the end, they were like, "You're going to do it," and he's like, "I don't want to do it." Huh. <laughs> but it totally worked. So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's good. it's. I have a thing for characters and like, apparently actors named Roy. There's something I don't know why it is. Like some of my favorite characters and actors are named Roy. Wait, what other Roys are we talking about? Roy Hobbs from The Natural. Ah, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, Roy Scheider, I mean, his real name, but of course, of course yeah. Roy Scheider. Yeah. Um, Roy Batty from Blade Runner, of course. Wow, you're running him out now. Right? Roy Neary, Close Encounters. Completely forgot about him. Richard Dreyfus. Are you looking him up now? I am now. I'm looking at this list because <laughs> I, I forgot. Say, if you were coming up with that off the top of your head, I really would have been impressed. would have been really impressed. Oh, uh, Roy Lee, October Sky, of course. Good movie. Uh, Jake like Gyllenhaal's October first Sky. movie. That was Jake's first movie. Yes. Wait, is what? Is he the main lead kid? I always picture it also as um, Toby Maguire, but it's not Toby Maguire. It's, it's no, 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 okay. no. Toby Maguire was uh, Cider House Rules, which I think oh, yeah. came about the same time. Didn't it come out the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, and, and they're both sort of era, you know, period pieces. Yeah. It's weird, the the man, movies and TV. We've been watching all kinds of stuff lately, you know, that you normally wouldn't watch. You know what I mean? Just because being stuck inside so much. Right. Um, and a lot, man, there's a lot of, like we watched Scream a couple weeks ago, which I don't think I had ever actually seen when it came out. And, you Is know. Is that the one with uh, the the girl from Party of Five? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nev, Nev, Nev Campbell. Campbell. Nev Campbell. Is it yeah. Nev or Nev? Which is I don't it? know. One of those. Anyway, yeah, it's her and a bunch of other people, like a bunch of other sort of famousy people, Matthew Lillard and like, you know, Drew Barry. Oh, Matthew scene. Lillard, a serial killer from Hackers. <laughs> yeah, serial killer, you know, <laughs> like Fruit Loops. <laughs> oh, what a movie that was. Lord Nikon. Oh, my God. Sure, yeah. Oh my god! I, you know, there's still something about that movie that makes me feel okay, though. Yeah, I think I think there's that one scene when they're doing like the competitive thing back and forth, where they're in Chinatown, and it's just a, it's like them in Chinatown, and I think what's Julie's like, you know, hunched over a laptop in a seductive hot way, and they're all standing around like looking away, and they just it, everyone just stands still, and they just pan across it like it's like it's a like a diorama. Mm. And it's actually a really beautiful shot. And every time I see it, I go, man, that was a good idea. Like, it just kind of looked cool. Like, you didn't have to have them doing anything. You move the camera instead of moving the actors, you know. And Anyways, the, uh, Fisher, Fisher Stevens, The Plague. Fisher, has Fisher <laughs> Stevens done anything? You know what? Last, he like, uh, Other than, like, theater. break up with Michelle Pfeiffer because he thought he could do better. <laughs> Does he own a mirror? How, how's that going for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Oh, sorry, it's such Fisher. A sad... Yeah, he I mean, will he always be uh, Mr. Johnny Five. Oh yeah, Johnny Short Five. Circuit. Sure. Man, see all these all these eighties movies. Anyway, uh, Scream. Uh, everyone always talked about it. Oh, it's such an inventive horror film, and this, that, and the other thing. And we watched it, and I was like, eh, is it really? I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, I guess it was of its time. Whatever that means, you know. And Kevin Williamson wrote it, you know, the guy who did Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah, Dawson's Creek, sure. Which, by the way, I have been watching on the rower occasionally when I need something just to, like, fill up 40 minutes. First season still really well. Courtney written. Cox is in that movie. Wow. Yeah, she's the reporter, I think, yeah. Yeah, I've, never, I've never seen this movie. Uh, Drew, oh, Drew Barrymore. Huh. 
Well, Je- Jeffrey, it's November third. You 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 can't watch it now. It's after it's after yeah, Halloween. I can't watch it. It's not available. Oh, David. Hey, so, by the way, are you recording on your end? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was I was looking at so there's that I, I, th- I might have mentioned it a million years ago because I got it a couple few years ago that David Hockney book uh, it's like a history of pictures um which is actually really good it's like him and this other guy and it's just them bouncing back and forth like writing a paragraph a piece with their i think they just did an interview with these guys and transcribed it but whatever they're referring to if they're referring to some painting or some photograph or some whatever they stick it in the book it's like a picture book so you're reading it and everything they actually mention and are talking about you can actually see like on the next page or on the page. Wait, which at. is it? Hockney Pictures? History History of Pictures, I think. History it's of Pictures. Hold on, I'm looking. Um, it up. Oh, okay, here we go. History of Pictures for Children? No, let's see. <laughs> oh, they have a they have a children's oh, no, ber- version of it. Okay, uh, History uh, of Pictures from, from the Cave, cave to, the to the Computer. computer. Okay, okay, I got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a really neat book, and if you look at some of the inside pictures, you'll see like what I'm talking about. How it's like sort of it's just them talking, and then it'll have examples of whatever they're talking about next. Oh time. yeah, okay. Yeah. It's actually really good, and it's very interesting because these people, you know, are looking at this stuff in a very large scale. I think the Martin Gave, Gayford is a uh, uh, gallery guy, or, a, or mm. a, a, you know, he's, he's some museum person. So they're also they're both obviously very learned people. But anyway, I'm, I, I was rereading it last night, and uh, there was a part where they get up to this whole section where they're talking about sort of the, the, the 19th century transition from photography to painting, or painting to photography, or you know what I mean, the indirect yeah, 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 intersection yeah. between the two. And um, both of these guys are obviously, I mean, Hockney does photographic stuff, but he's mostly known as a painter. You know, they, they obviously have their, their hearts in the painting world. But they were saying that, 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 you know, everyone in the 19th century figured that photography told the truth, but it doesn't. Oftentimes, painting tells the truth more than photography does. Hmm. And I, yeah. And I was thinking about that. And I go, is Tell that, that true? to Pollock. Yeah. Is, like, is that true? Or, I mean, I don't see that. I yeah, mean, how, how could that even be? Yeah. Like, sort of like that there's, there's, I always think of photography, you know, assuming you're not manipulating it in crazy ways and whatever, as a largely objective reality of like, well, that's what was in front of the lens when they hit the button. Right. You know, I mean, you could choose where you're pointing it. You could choose all kinds of things, but ultimately that's what was there. Hockney, there was, there was one uh, example they give where it was like this guy's painting of this mountain in the distance. I think it was like a uh, Delacroix or some, anyway, it was a painting in the distance. I'll take a picture and send it to you. Uh, painting in the distance. Then there was like a photograph of the same place that some guy went and made later. And it was like a 19th century kind of crappy, you know, monochrome photograph that wasn't that great just because the technology and stuff. But he was saying, Oh, as you can see, the painting is much more whatever, because basically his argument was that, that when somebody's painting, they're looking at the, the thing they're painting binocularly. So they're kind of seeing around something hmm. and maybe painting all like they're painting things that the camera can't see because the camera's looking at it through one eye. Yeah, but they're still interpreting it. Yeah, it's it's still completely subject to interpretation and skill and, you know, color palette and text. Like, right. It's that think, seems maybe, to maybe be a their strange argument, argument is that because it's going through a human it's more truthful to humans because it's a reaction to how we actually, how, how one person actually saw that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know either, but like, it just made me think, I just thought you'd be, you know, I, I look at these kinds of books and the first thing that typically pops into my head is my God, this was expensive to get all the licensing for this. <laughs> oh my God. You have no idea. There's like, there's there's who can like, afford to do a book like this right oh, licensing there's, there's all a, of these images there's a thousand illustrations of paintings and and photographs yeah i wow. mean most of it is yeah. probably in the public domain you know what i mean like at least the still you've got to get you know? high-res things from various museums and collections oh. and i'm sure there's oh, yeah. you know yeah. hoops to jump through for that yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah you, all i can think of is how much goddamn money this yeah costs. like who did, well i, I texted okay I texted Bill the other day because I I read I was looking at the the uh, 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 Anton <laughs> Anton Corbin uh, Anton Corbin yeah uh, he he Anton released a new book on Depeche Mode and for those of you who don't know he, Anton and and Depeche Mode have collaborated for 
40 years, right? Since, since pretty much the beginning, right? Um, and so he, he created Similar this- Similar to his book, by the way, with, uh, with Tom Waits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although I think much more expensive. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, so it's this limited edition book. Uh, it's big. It's uh, through Tashin, I think. Wait, how big? Like one of those giant ones that sits on a pedestal? No, 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 not not that big. Not that big. Okay. Uh, but pretty good size. Limited to 1,783 copies for the limited edition. And then there were, there were other editions that came with prints. But this book was $900. Wait, why 1,783? Does that have some... I'm sorry, 1786. I don't know. Maybe they did 1800 and they had, you know, copies to give away or so. Who knows? Okay. No, I just, I was wondering if it was, it had some sort of uh, Depeche Mode significance. Not that I'm aware of. Any Depeche Mode. Oh, wait. Uh, Wait, collector's edition. Wait. Buy it now. Buy it now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, number, collector's edition, number 201 to 1986. A different book. Each sign. I, I don't know. Anyway, it's 12, 12 and a half by 17 inches and it's 512 pages. But 12 and a half by 17, 512 pages. Okay, so it's big. a big book. Big book. Yeah. Point being, it sold out in like a week at $900. So they made almost $2 million. Okay. There, first of all, there's, there's, there's a lot of like 1.7 million, let's say. I think that there are a lot of rich Depeche Mode fans. I'm I'm not one of them. I'm a fan, but I'm not about to pay nine hundred dollars for the for a book. Yeah, but there there's there's a bunch of you know Gen X people who made good money who are just like I love Depeche Mode and I'm going to buy this expensive book because I have money. So at least sixteen hundred and whatever of them. Uh, I, how many of those people do you think though are buying it because so many of the other books? Like even I have a copy of the or actually I have two copies I think of the Tom Waits one which I paid what two hundred dollars for. Right. Which now the used ones go for eight hundred bucks. Do they really? Is it not that much? Well, it's six seventy six forty seven is the cheapest used one, and then there's new ones for oh yeah, that's all the used ones, and then the new ones. Hold on a second, let's just see. The new ones go for eight forty nine for the cheapest one, twelve thirty two for the more expensive ones. So theoretically, if I put one of mine up for eight hundred dollars, it would probably sell in the next month or so, right? You know what I mean? And I would. Yeah, I, I mean, two hundred dollars so, for a book, it, it, for the right book, I, I would pay it. Like if if right, Chris Ashworth is coming out with a new book, if his book is two hundred bucks, I'll buy it. How many of these people though who bought the Depeche Mode saw what happened with the, the Tom Waits book or other books and said, "Oh, this is a good investment." Well, so okay, so that's the thing. Are photo books going the way of art and photography, and and people are buying them just because? They're collectible and, and it will sit on a shelf in shrink wrap or in a box or whatever, never to be sort of flipped through. I think that they're for, for very specific limited edition ones. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, you know, basically, no, it's, it's, it's not that art photo, photography books are going the way of art. It's photography books are going the way of sneakers, right? You know, mm. like where people are sticking them in a box in plastic up on the shelf. Uh, and and they need to get that one that day that size and you know what I mean like all that well, you were never a sneakerhead person no 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 did you know people who were sneakerheads uh, I I know people now who are who who you know do the whole like th- there are shows that you can go to I guess like, you know like trade shows instead of yeah. a gun show it's a sneaker show um, <laughs> I'd rather go to the sneaker show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know people get really rabid over sneakers yeah it really um, stinks there. I, I don't know. I, 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 I've never done it. I know people who are. I, I've never seen the point. But I've got, you know, a closet full of 30 of the same outfit. You know, I've, I've, right. I've got, you know, 27 black V-neck T-shirts and, and you know, whatever. So I, that, I'm, not the, I'm not the market. I guess, Mike, do you have any books that you bought to not look at? No, not one. Every book I have, I've, I've opened and looked through. There are some that I don't look at as much, but no, ev- everything I have, I look at because that's why I buy them. Right. How many, how many, how many, uh, you know, hundred dollar on average sort of art photography, painting book kind of things, you know, the kind of non reading books. Do you think you have, I'm just, just a ballpark. Um, 50, 100. 
Yeah, probably close to 100. Yeah. And how often do you actually pull one down and look through it? Uh, depends. I, I was looking through um, uh, a Shepherd Fairy book the other day. And okay. let's see. What, well, what's out? Because I take them out. Um, Captain do you know is out. Um, Elliot Erwitz, uh, New York at Paris. Uh-huh. Two volume set is out. And hold on. I can't, I can't put my glasses on. I can't see across the room. Uh, Tim Walker's picture book is out. Do you, you know? Do you take them out for reference for inspiration purposes? No, I just take them off the shelf so that I can flip through them, and then I put them back on the shelf when I'm done. Oh, interesting. Or sometimes I'm looking for a specific thing. Um, with the Shepherd Fairy book, it's uh, supply and demand is the book I was looking at, and it's just because I I watched I watched this little mini documentary about him the other day and was reminded of, about how complicated his process is and how how many steps and layers he goes th- goes through to get to his his final pieces his originals not his silk screens and uh, you know i just wanted to go through and look at some of them again because you if if all you've seen we're talking about shepherd fairy obey giant if all you've ever seen are his his screen prints you're missing out on a ton of detail that he puts into his original collage pieces uh, he makes all of his own source material and then makes his own collage paper from that source material and then stencils and paints on top of that to create more sort of background material before he ever gets to the main sort of focal point of the of, of the piece. So there's just a ton of stuff going on. And I, I, I have and have That's had right up your alley. too. Yeah, I've had an enormous amount of respect for him for years. I, I'm he's one of those people that I, I feel kind of bad for him because in most of the interviews that he does, it, it starts with, well, how, how did you get into this? Why stickers? Why, you know, yeah, blah, blah. and yeah, he's got to yeah. tell that same story about, ah, my friend wanted to learn how to screen print and want to make stickers. So I told him like that whole yeah, like yeah. thing. So <laughs> I, I think he's got enough money. He can deal with the pain of uh, having to do that. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just lazy on the no. part of people who, who, well, that's the case of know, interviews like, with so many people, right? Quit it. Stop asking the same questions. Stop it. Yeah. Does he, does he do, does he have a team of people that yes. do a lot, some of his work oh, for yeah. him? Yeah. 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 Cause he, he's got uh studio one is their gallery space. And then um, his actual workspace is, is called the deuce. And it's, he's got, you know, he, he oversees everything, but he's got people doing, you know, some of the process work behind the scenes. Yeah. Cause I mean, especially a lot of this stuff is very labor intensive. Absolutely. Yeah. Making, cutting out, hand cutting all these little stencils is, I mean, he's not yeah. sitting there with an exacto knife on every single one of them. I wouldn't think. When they do this kind of stuff is, sorry, just a quick, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It, it, it's, let's say they're making 200 of some poster, right? You know, I've, I've got that Strummerville poster up on the wall, actually, that, I bought a couple of years ago for Heather um, that uh, at the beginning of all this, I was like, ah, I should order a, let's get these things out of the closet and actually put them on the walls during the, right. the Corona, you know? So I ordered some frames and we put some stuff up and that's one of them. Is it the um, one where he's got kind of his hands crossed in front of him? That one? Uh, he's holding a guitar. He's holding a Joe Strummer holding a guitar. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, Strummerville's red background. Uh, I'll, I'll find it and send you a thing. Um, he um, oh yeah that one okay i got that yeah, i got that yeah. okay and so he's making something like that he's making i don't know 200 of them or whatever it is yeah. right so this is maybe four five colors something like that four, yes you know what i mean layers somewhere around there um is he doing a hundred of them or, or all of them with the first layer, then all of them with the second layer, or is there a? I would I'm imagine layer one, and then passing it to the next person who's doing layer two is passing the next. I would imagine they three. do them all one, and then all. And I, I don't know. I yeah. I've talked to him about his actual process of it, where he'll he takes the 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 stencils that he's cut, scans them, cleans them up in Illustrator. And it ends up being this multi-layered, super intense digital process that kind of mirrors his analog process. It's it's really Wait. fascinating. Oh, interesting. But but does that does he then? And then those because, those Illustrator files are then used to make the screens, laser cut screens or something. Like I that. I would imagine, or or they're cut by. I mean, 
a lot of the stuff that he does is still he's still using Ruby Lith and cutting by hand. But Isn't it interesting though that it's it's almost it's not too far away from people who do contact prints in photography. Yeah, it's it's real similar. It's real I mean, when they do the analog digital thing where they scan a thing and then put curves on it and then print it out on a, on a acetate. Right. As kind of an inter negative. Yeah. Like yeah. an inter negative, a digital inter negative. Yeah. I, I had no idea that he did that. Okay. Well, see, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, his stuff, it's, I've, I've, I've never been one of those people who's like crazy drawn to his stuff, but I have a lot of respect for his work. You know what I mean? It's like one of those kinds of people. I'm, I much prefer, I respect where he's going, bringing in more colors and and bringing in sort of different types of of hatching and shading and that kind of thing. But I really like the stuff from like 2004 to 2009, 10, 11. That's some of my favorite okay. stuff. And that's the stuff that I collect. Interesting. It costs, costs a lot of money to collect that stuff now. Now it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. All right. So you have you had his book out. Was yeah. that uh, an inspiration in, thing? Or yeah, in, it, I'm just thinking about, you know what? It, it, it's all it's all thinking about what comes next, right? What comes next? If, if For you or for the world? Both. For, <laughs> okay. for, for me in the world, if it goes one way, and then for me in the world, if it goes the other way. Um, if, if, it, if it goes one way, does talking about, art and photography and process does that is that relevant is that meaningful or does does the conversation need to change if we're on our way down this this weird um sort of path or i i, I don't know Ch- so i'm just once change to what to become more primary i mean for lack of a better word like more front lines somehow? maybe yeah maybe i mean it it just you know if if we're yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know what it all means. I'm I'm really anxious about the whole thing. I've I've been anxious about it for months, um, and I'm just trying You're to like figure f- out forty eight months. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out what what comes what comes next, both for me and for all of us. And and if it if it goes in if if it goes south, what do I want my involvement to be beyond? So you were inspired by Avedon. That's great. I mean, that that sure. just seems largely irrelevant at that point. But maybe it becomes even more relevant. Maybe maybe that, you know, it gets us back to artistic monkhood, right? Where where these things are are more important because they're surrounded by hate and fear and you know, all, sure. all that other stuff. You know, I was I was watching um uh, a couple episodes of Song Exploder on netflix yeah uh, isn't that Rishi, great Rishi, that, that yeah he, rishi's doing that show on netflix, that's so right? great i love the podcast i'm so <clears throat> thrilled for him that it, it got turned into a to a series i'm really looking forward to the trent reznor one it was it was really funny though because when when they stopped at episode 100 or whatever of the podcast um I kept thinking to myself, wait, why would he walk away from this? Like in yeah. the back of my head, I was right, like, right, right, right. this doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, yeah, what, what's what going, going on, on here? here? And then I actually met him, I guess it was last year. He came over here and I took his picture and, but he, but, and I, and did I, he say anything about it? No, he didn't. Really? And well, KG. no, but he was also in town to do a West Wing weekly thing. So we talked a little bit about that. You know, we talked about that stuff, which, uh, which was fun, but yeah, I mean, maybe it was still like the deal was sort of maybe they were had an idea and were still pitching it around at that point. It's not like those episodes take a ton of time to do. I mean, right. you got to go do the interviews, and then he has teams of people. It's also interesting. He seems to have uh, he has like a animators, you know, working on right, stuff, right? And that really helps. Anyway, the point of, of bringing it up is to is just to say that I was watching the one about, I guess it was the REM one, uh, and then even the Hamilton one. And just thinking, it, it, it kind of made me feel better to, to go back to what you were saying in the sense that a single person's output or a single group's output or like, no, we sat down and we wrote this song and it mm-hmm. became this big deal, but we were just doing it to write this song because we wanted right. to do something right. different because we wanted we need, to- We needed so, number seven slot on the record needed to be filled. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and to some extent, looking at it on a more micro thing and saying, I don't need this- thing that I'm doing to change the world. I just need to make it. If it ends up changing the world 
as we all, you and I have always said, that's out of our control. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that the, the best I can do, and maybe it really isn't about thinking big and trying to change the world, but it's about think everyone sort of, well, not everyone, but you know, it's about thinking small and making the, making the thing that you're doing the best that you can do. And that's, you know, I was listening to a, 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 a one of those happiness podcasts about stoicism yesterday. Yeah. And there's, and there's a whole idea. People in love the Stoics, man. I've, 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 I was turned on to them by Sean Tucker and yeah, it's a recent it's a thing, thing too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- they were talking to this, this woman, this woman uh, who's some, you know, PhD woman who runs the class at, at Yale. I'm sorry, I forget her name, uh, was talking to this guy who wrote this book that she liked. And, um, they were just saying that, you know, if you go and you play a tennis match and you lose the tennis match, that's not necessarily that you lost the tennis match. What was the point of you going out there? So that's a McEnroe. For, <laughs> but it was for you to go, if you played better than you'd ever played before and you still lost, well, then you still played better than you ever played before. So stop, you know, like obsessing about it too much. Um, it, it was, wait, where's the... Uh, but that's a hard one to get to because you're always going to think, man, if I had only done X, if I had only... Do, I, don't, I don't know anybody who who can just walk away to some, from something that, that they don't second guess it or think, think it through in their heads or, or go back and go, well, hmm, what can I have done differently? That's a hard one to get to for me. Oh, it absolutely is. But wait, there's something really interesting in here. Here it is. Okay, here we go. The Stockdale Paradox. So James, this is like, they bring up James Stockdale, who was Ross Perot's vice presidential candidate. Do you remember this guy? Yes. He was like, okay. So he, he was a Vietnamese or a POW in Vietnam right. uh, for, for a long time. And he apparently as famously was this stoic. Like as he was going down in the plane, he thought to himself, the next five years of my life are going to suck. And the only thing I can do is basically just to like answer what's right in front of me. And that's all I can do. And so when he got back, this is a quote from, this is a Wikipedia thing. It's a really good quote. Uh, James Collins related a conversation he had with Stockdale regarding his coping strategy during his period in the Vietnamese POW camp. When Collins asked which prisoners didn't make it out of Vietnam, Stockdale replied, quote, oh, that's easy. The optimists. Oh, they were the ones who said, we'll be out by Christmas, and then Christmas would come and Christmas would go. And then they'd say, we'll be out by Easter, and Easter would come and Easter would go, then Thanksgiving, and then it would be Christmas again, and they died of a broken heart. This is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. Hmm. And I was just, it's like, there is this certain amount of, I think that a lot of people, and I'm not saying that it's necessarily wrong, are thinking, are trying to take the literal weight of the world and put it on their, every, everyone's trying to put it on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, I need to fix this thing, or I need to be part of the movement to fix this thing. Maybe that's true. But you also have to understand that, like, there are things you can control and there's things you can't control. And, you know... Maybe somebody writing a song about Alexander Hamilton or Aaron Burr, you know, was a, was, was like a moment for them and then became a moment for other people later. You know, it's maybe, maybe it's like, you can't, I can't change the world, but I can, I can change myself in some small way. And maybe that gets out there and changes other people. Right. Maybe that's the better way to go about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I look, I, I have, I've played this thing through a thousand times in my head. And I, I don't know what my answer is. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing, whether I can change that or, or, or sort of steer this, this in a different direction. I, I can want to do that. And maybe I can even do some things to, to encourage that, but ultimately it's kind of going to go where it wants to go. Yeah, sure. I mean, do, do you think it changes at all uh, based upon our ages? You know, we're all four years older than we were four years ago. And you know what I mean? I don't know. I I, I really don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Is it age? Is it experience? Is it a combination of, I think both can be true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I keep, I keep not coming back to, but in my head, I keep kind of thinking the old adage of, you know, there's, 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 
this is your rehearsal is, is the, is the final performance. You know what I mean? Like right. your, your life is what it is. And when it's over, you don't get to do it over again with the lessons you've learned, you know? Um, and, 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 you know, I'm 40, whatever, five now be 46 in January. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and I see a lot of people around me making moves and doing things and it's like, Oh, is is that what I want from my life? What that person is doing with theirs? Like, no. Okay. Well then don't worry about what they're doing or, you know what I mean? Like playing sort of these trying to, because it's so hard to define, I think what it is we're all trying to get out of life or, or, or we all have general ideas of what we want to, Oh, we want to be happy. We want to, you know, do good work. We want to do whatever, but the, the specifics of that are a lot harder, you know? Um, yes. And, and you, you still end up comparing, you know, what, what's the, you're comparing your middle to somebody else's end. You're comparing, you, sure. It, it's, it's unfair and we, we do it all the time, but yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. Do you, I mean, you've been, you've been painting a lot more during the, during the lockdown, right? Oh yeah. I've got, I'm closing in on 70 something paintings now. Right. I'll, I'll be, if I, if I keep up this pace, I, I could get to a hundred by year's end. Okay. And, and, and does that accomplishment for lack of a better term, like do something for you? Like, does that make you Absolutely. feel different than you did before? Okay. Absolutely. Because it's now, doing, it's just doing the work. It's, right. it's, it's, it's getting out of my own way. And, and the, the, the big, well, I don't want to say it that big. One of the big uh, sort of turning points in it was, was m- making it a task about getting the work done not going, well, you know, what is it, what do I want to say? And, and what do I want to, how, how do I want these to be received? And when, when I took audience to make a painting, yeah. When I took audience and monetization and, and expectation beyond the studio walls out of the equation, when I took everything beyond the studio walls out of the equation and just said, okay, you've got 54 blank panels here that need to have something on them. Back then, by your birthday, right? You had right. You, that was the goal. Is to I had done this this one series of of twelve paintings, right? And and done them all at the same time, working on on twelve simultaneously, and then went, okay, how can I get you know X number done, fifty three done by my fifty third birthday? Well, then it's math, right? I've either got to do X number per day or X number per week, and it just became it's it's the Chuck Close Chuck Close quote right where it's it's the uh, you know inspiration is for amateurs the rest of us just get to work it, right. I, I could I've been waiting for something to say but what I found was in doing the work you found something to say yeah different things to say manifested out of doing the work yep. and and that's continued for you know what, what, when did I start them I don't know April May so it's continued all, all, all through. And it works for me making, making them as, as, uh, almost assignments, right. Yeah, sure. You know, like, look, you and your, and your, your photo a day projects, your 365 sure. projects, it, it's not necessary. Yes. It's, you got to have a concept and yes, you want to have something to say, yes, there's got to be, you know, aesthetics and all that. But, but at the it, end of the day, being done is the important, you got to get it done. Right. Yeah. Right. And are, 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 are all of those photos home runs? No. But are they all done? Absolutely. And yep. same with these paintings. Are all of these paintings home run? Not by a long shot. Are they all I guess, finished? Yes. What, what would stop you from falling off that path? You know what I'm saying? Like what's, what's <laughs> the results today? <laughs> <laughs> You're funny that you think we're going to get results today. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, um, yeah, what, what you would know what stop? Like, you, you sound good. You sound like you're activated. You sound like you're engaged. There have been other times when all of us have been deep in the thick of it, feeling good on a hire, on a roll, and then somehow stopped. I mean, for the truth reason. of the matter is it's, it is going to stop because I work better. I'm not consistent. I've never been consistent. I work in fits and starts. I work in bursts of, of output and then I do nothing for a while and then bursts of output. And then I do nothing for a while. It has been the biggest Achilles heel in all of my podcasts is my lack of consistency. Yeah. So, you know, what do I do? Well, okay. So I've decided that 
that starting in 21, uh, process driven, for example, is going to go to a seasonal model. There'll be two seasons a year, two batches of 12 episodes, because that's the way I work. And I've, I've been trying to fight that for years and it, it, it ends up, nothing ends up happening. So if I go, okay, I'm going to record with these 12 people. I'm going to go edit, sweeten, you know, do all the effects, release them. Then I can, then I can move on to something else for a couple months, then start recording again, edit, sweeten, release. And it fits the way I work better. So then I can focus on on one thing, get it done out the door, then move to another thing, get it done out the door, move to another thing, get it done out the door. Because ultimately, I I get not necessarily distracted, although that's part of it, but I get I get frustrated with working on the same thing over and over again. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that frustration will often manifest as inaction and I won't do anything. Isn't it interesting though that that you know you're coming to this realization that instead of trying to fight my nature I should just flow with my nature. Very 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 uh Bruce Lee kind of, you know, be the water kind of thing, right? Right, right, right. right. Um but 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 there but that there's truth in that, but that that truth can be different for different people depending on what their nature is. 100%. You know I mean, um, I'm not an entrepreneur. I keep yeah. trying to be. I keep con- trying to convince myself that I am an entrepreneur, that I can I can multitask and I could do this and this and this and this at the same time. And and I, like many people, it, it, I, that's not the way I'm built. I don't think that's the way most of us are built. Everybody wants to be Gary V, but there's only one Gary V, right? Everybody wants to right. be Rogan. There's only one Rogan. I mean, for better or worse. Yeah. That's it's it's me finally. Finally, finally, finally embracing and trying to work with my strengths instead of trying to force the behavior despite my strengths. Sure. It's it's like that. uh, It's in one of those first episodes of Ted Lasso where she's saying, do you want to be a panda or a lion? And then JD comes out and he's just like, you want to be a panda? Like, what? I'm me. Why would I want to be anything other than me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no idea how, you know, emotionally healthy that that is. Yeah. It's it's a little bit yeah I mean there is this I'm proud of you in your mid fifties you finally learned. yeah fin- finally figured my shit out well you finally figure you're finally like giving yourself a break which is kind of what it is I mean isn't there a certain amount of stress reduction in not trying to fight your nature all the time yes uh, he's like no there's an entire no I new think stress. there there are new stresses I I think yes there there is that. But it's 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 not that there's l- less stress. It, I mean, yeah, I guess it kind of is. But it's 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 a realization of what works and what doesn't for now for this season in my life. Will that change? Probably, maybe. I don't know. But well, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's that whole other element of this is you right now. You at sixty or you at seventy might be a different person. Yeah, and that's okay too. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. 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 Sorry, we went deep on that. One. No, it's it's I mean it's 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 stuff that I'm I you know, I think about a lot and I I I feel like the la- despite the whole lockdown and and you know, covid and all that, these past several months have also been at least creatively the most prolific of my life. Yeah. So you know, I have to look at why that is. And and part of why that is, is because, well, you can't go do this or this or this. So you've got to go, you know, go down and paint or go write or, you know, just get the work done. A, so you don't go stir crazy because you're thinking about all this other stuff. Sure. But, but B, when you, when you take out, and I'm in, believe me, I, I acknowledge and I, I, I'm so grateful for the position that I'm in that I can say I took monetization out of this. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I understand that that is an incredibly fortunate position to be in, but it's also exactly what it took at least right now for me to get through it. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's, that it's that, it's that days of thunder, you know, where, where, where the, the, the there's the big crash and, you know, Cruz finally gets through it and you know, I'm, I'm out of here. And, and 
that was part of it. It's, it's seeing what's on the other side of it, you know, and will people, will this stuff find an audience? I don't know. I, I don't yeah. really care. Yeah. It's, a, it's it, in, in some ways it's not relevant to it, all of that is, is the next chapter. That's not this chapter. Right. Well, and, and, you know, part of it is like, you know, look at, look at all of, look at some of the artists that we talk about. Look at some of the, 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 whether they're photographers or painters or whatever, very few relative to the, the sort of totality of them made a living from what they loved. <laughs> yeah. They did it, but yeah. very few became and rich and And there were a fit. lot of people in each of those times who did make a lot of my doing it, who we don't talk about at all now. Exactly. Exactly. So... You know, it's it's a balance. It, it it nothing will change unless I do the work, right? Nothing. You're not going to become a, a a more well known photographer unless you take photographs, take more pictures. Yeah, right. I mean, step one: take pictures. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. so whatever it is that you that you want to do, the the first step in that process is, should be do that thing, whether that's for you or for your grandmother or your wife or your son or daughter, like wh whoever you need to do it for, just do the work. That's, that's sure. step one, right? Yep. Absolutely. It's, you know, even at the, you know, the, the, the problem with this lockdown for me is that I am a portrait photographer, which means I need other people. Right. Um, right. And there was, you know, a good chunk of time when I couldn't be near other people. Like right. it was, you know, I mean, even now it's, you well, know, didn't you have did, like some big project get canceled? Like yeah, pretty, I, I was pretty early on. <laughs> Yeah, I was supposed to, I got a job in the first week of March. We did one of the shoots and I was supposed to do nine others over the course of the next six weeks. And, but they were in LA and Chicago and Tennessee. And, you know I mean? They were all over the place. It's like, well, I, I can't, I can't get on a plane right now. Now it's March 15th and there's 3000 people dead in New York city today. You right, know? right. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I mean that, that kind of stuff happened, but, but you know, for me, Luckily, Conrad was was basically said, you know, you, you we need to you you need something to do, right? <laughs> and so she took a video of me eating a cheese ball, throwing it up in the air and catching it. And she's gonna like she said, we're gonna make a video of you eating a cheese ball each day. And it went from throw a thing up in the air to you know me spending six hours in fusion doing right. composite <laughs> cheese balls right. moves. You know what I mean? Like right. so. And we did a hundred of them in a hundred days, right? We just like banged out of a, a little mini one minute mini movie each day. Um, had to come up with an idea, had to shoot it, had to yell the props, had to whatever, had to work around her schedule if she was involved in it that day, you know. Um, but that gave us gave me something to fixate on, even if in the end it's just like, okay, here's a bunch of stuff. Maybe ten of them are things that I would actually ten or fifteen of them are things that I would show somebody else and be just like, see, look at this great idea we had and right. this is what we did with an iPhone. You know what I mean? Um So what but, is okay but for me it was just doing it, you know? What does that do where do you see where do you see not just your career, but portrait photography, where do you see it going? Is, is, are, are you, are you still like, I'm going to pursue this as a portrait, portrait photographer, or do you say, well, even best case scenario, it's another six months to a year out before we can do this. Yeah. You know, there what was you, a, there was a you, time, yeah. well, there was a time a couple months ago when I grabbed my camera and I decided to actually go all the, I went into Manhattan and I walked around. And I had my camera with me. It was in my bag. And I walked for like an hour and a half. And I didn't take the camera out once because everyone was wearing masks. Everyone was keeping 10 feet away from each other. Like everything was so distant. And the thing that I really, the, I mean, I enjoy making pictures. I think some of my pictures are good. But like what I really get out of taking, doing portraits is being with other people and no, getting to know other people. And right. that interaction's like what I feed off of. And so if I couldn't have that, it felt like, well, what are we doing here? Um, I think that, I mean, I've started, I've, I've gotten a few jobs in the last few weeks where it's like, okay, now we're starting to, sometimes these things still need to get done. You know what I mean? So-and-so has a book coming out. They need an author photo. Okay. I'll go shoot that. So there's magazine needs these people. I got to go get on a bus to go shoot these people. Um, so there's a little bit more of that stuff. Is it to the point where I can't have people at our house without a mask on? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, 
I can't work well, in the studio yeah, and now yeah. it's getting cold out, yeah. which is, you know what I mean? Like, so it is, it is interesting. I mean, I've also, you know, I, I, I started writing, I wrote a couple scripts and I've done a couple, um, I did another short film in February and I have like two more that are like waiting to film, but I can't film cause I can't be with people, you know, right. there's a lot of that sort of being with other people thing. It's interesting that in, in, this current situation, in some ways, it's good for the work that you do because it the isolation forces you to do it because you have nothing else to do. You know what I'm saying? For for lack of a better term. Well, yeah, and and I connect remotely with with people for recording, so I don't have to be in yeah. the same room with them. I mean, right, I, that absolutely. the plan was to be in the same room for the new show, but that had to get shelved, and now it's getting tweaked to like, what do we do now? How do we how yeah. do we make this work? Yeah, and I've, I did, I did, I don't know, six episodes of Pals with Bill Wadman where I just interview friends of mine for fun. Mm-hmm. I did six of those like up on the roof or on their roofs, you know, during Oh, the so summer. those were in person. They were in person, but from six feet away, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we're mm-hmm. sitting in chairs far enough away from each other. Right. So, so like I did that, but I don't, the fact that I can't hug the person at the end of it, that it doesn't like ruin it, but it just sort of like, oh man, this is so frustrating. It's you different. Know what I mean? like yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. It really is different. Um, I think that, look, I think that the, the world will come back in some new form after all of this. I don't think this is forever, but yeah, it sucks right now. Um, I don't know what the alternative is. I mean, I know friends who are, most of my portrait friends are either working way less than they were before or not working at all. There's a couple that are like working a lot, but not many. Um, my food photographer friends, they're working mm-hmm. like doing ad stuff, but like I've done a little of that stuff and it doesn't really interest me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, you know, I mean, I have enough work to, you know, survive during the pandemic. So I'm not dying, but like it is, it is really interesting. Um, it does make you, it, it makes you wonder. It's like, I, I, I started writing music again and I wrote this tune and I recorded all these parts, you know, digitally. And then I said to a friend of mine who plays bass, would you want to play bass on this? He said, yeah. He said, do you mind if I tr- give a shot at some horn parts for it? I was like, sure. And he recorded them on, he played trombone in high school and he recorded like three parts on a trombone. And then I had like world-class sax trombone and trumpet players. I sent the the logic session to them, they recorded, they sent it back. Um, so I did the same thing with organ and keyboards and guitar and Hmm. like all these different people. And then the guy who's playing, um, Washington and Hamilton right now, is this guy Tamar that I met. And I was like, Hey, Tamar, you mind giving this a shot? I sent it to him. Tamar sings the song, sends it back to me. And now I have this like amazing singer singing on it. So that's great that he didn't throw away his shot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but there is this there is a thing of okay well i can't do all portrait photography right now right you do a lot of different things so do more of those things you know um which which has helped i think the part of the problem though jeffrey i don't know if for you or for me is that like sometimes it feels like it's opening up a little bit and then it closes down and then it opens up like i feel like if you told me okay we're not going to get out of this till july 4th of next year I could put my head down and say, all right, don't even worry about that stuff till July 4th. Right. But in the meantime, I have to constantly be, you know, emailing clients and trying to get work and doing this, like all the stuff I normally do, even though sometimes it feels like, 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 uh, unproductive. Right. You know what I mean? But it's, but that stress is still there in the back of my mind. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 I think it's all of the stress that all of us are dealing with and, through through all this lockdown and, and coronavirus stuff. Um, I think it's mentally really hard on almost everybody. Yeah. Even the people who don't think they're being affected, they're being affected more than they think, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's not just, I mean, look, we, we both have, have friends and connections all over the world and it's, you know, Australia is going through the same thing. The UK just entered lockdown yep. again. Germany just entered lockdown again. Yep. You yep, know, yep. it's, they're predicting that that the U.S. is going to get worse, and that 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 uh, what's her name? Uh, it's not Fauci. Uh, uh, Bricks. 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 Yeah. You know, she just said, "Look, that this is going to get really bad." So. Yeah, I uh, uh, my friend Sandy in 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 the U.K. was up late the other night because I saw her comment on something, and I uh, chatted with her, and I said, "Hey, what are you doing up? Go to sleep." And she's like, "Oh, well, you know, it's like this guy that she lives. With, he's." 
he had to get tested. She had to get tested. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's, 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 you know, so they might be inside for two weeks. They might be, you know, it's like, Oh God, all the stress of, or, you know, our friend Bianca, uh, who lives down the street has to have a bone marrow transplant in December. Mm. And, uh, you know, for the next six weeks is the last six weeks that she'll be able to go outside for eight months. So do I want to allow talk to Conrad to say, look, if we all get tested, can the three of us pod up? Because poor Bianca is going to be alone for eight months. Let's at least have her be part of our lives for six weeks. You right. know? Even right. if that is sm- some small risk to everybody, let's mitigate the risk as much as we can because we also have to think about our mental health on top of our physical health. You know, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's all of this is really interesting. And, and like you were saying about you don't know exactly what direction your life is going to go in depending on what happens today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I agree. Um, uh, so it's, it's, and then we also have the global pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, and the, the escalating climate pandemic. crisis and, Oh, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. And then there's still cops killing people unnecessarily. And, right. Yeah, so it's um right. Yeah, it's good times. <laughs> it's you know, there I was thinking about and I I probably won't do it, but I was thinking about just going not certainly not today, but I wanted to before today, I wanted to go down to one of the museums and just just walk through an empty museum. And, and, just because that's kind of what I used to do, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah, that we, was, we that was, to, yeah. uh, I don't know. We went to the Met probably a month and a half ago or so, a month mm. ago, because uh, they opened up again. You had to get time tickets. Mm-hmm. They were at 20% capacity or whatever. Mm. And just being there and walking around and going, oh, God, <laughs> look, yeah, beautiful it's, art. It sounds like such a weird thing, and but it, but it could be. It's such know, an elitist thing. Uh, okay, but, but here's the thing. Here, here's where it, here's where it, get, it gets not elitist. Honestly, I feel the same way walking around an empty Target or oh, yeah, yeah. going to the grocery store. Or not being able to go see a baseball game yeah, or uh, whatever. Just some place that some place that you went, you know, I, I've thought about even just like go going and wandering around the metro station just because <laughs> there's something normal about it. You know, uh, yeah, I haven't been on a train uh, since man, February. Uh, yeah. Long hair. He's uh, wandering around the metro station. We don't know exactly why he's here. Can I get some backup over here? Just anything. I mean, it's, it's, I guess, I mean, it, it, the museum thing, it almost has nothing to do with the art. It's just because I enjoy the spaces and it's something that I used to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, for all the people who, who think, oh, I'm going to move out of New York because I can't do anything that it makes New York special. It's like, well, you will again yeah. be able to go to museums. This is not like all these cities are shut down. And honestly, like, Where's that much better? Although yeah, today they just, are, a lot of them are boarded up. Which is messed up. Yeah. yeah. Our, our friend who has, who has an office in Midtown, we were talking to her last night and she says that it's all boarded up again, mm. which is just crazy. Yeah. It's a, you know, would you ever thought, you know, six, eight years ago when you and I met that, that, that this would be going on six, eight years later? No, no, <laughs> I, it's, no, no, no. I, I mean, the, I wouldn't have thought old, this in January. I mean, look, we, we, I think yeah. you were probably in the same boat. I mean, we thought that, oh, wow, this is going to be a real bummer. We're going to listen to science. We're going to, we're going to have to, you know, knuckle down and it, uh, it's going to be a rough few months and then, yep. and then we'll be back. Here yeah. we are, you know, almost a year later and it looks like it's going to be the better part of another year, even if they do find a vaccine that, yeah. to get it out to people worldwide. Well, like I've said, my mother's stuck in Thailand. So, Still, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen my mother since January. Yeah, um, which is weird. It's like my mother lived in another country for a whole year, right? In Southeast Asia. Like, what the, what the heck is going on over here? Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, you know, what the old Chinese adage? What is the may you may you live in interesting times or something? Yeah, <laughs> they are they are definitely <laughs> that. Was was it was it a was that a good luck fortune or a threat? I, you know. I don't know. I don't know. You, I no, mean, here's the last question: Would you would you have would you rather live in a in a largely uninteresting time 
but be unstressed and and like relatively happy or would you or do you find would you rather live through something i mean like heather and i stayed here at the apart in the apartment when we could have easily gone to my mother's house for three months right you know because we wanted to be where our friends were and you know what i mean and like sort of experience this you know as be part of it you know what i mean like have that experience as opposed to sort of sticking our head in the sands and being mm-hmm. out in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere where do you come out on that I, I can't remember I can't remember a time when I wasn't uh, a, a, a warrior. I can't remember a time when I didn't stress about something. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm first it was nukes and then it was aliens. Yeah, whatever it was, it was, you know. Yeah. So, if I'm going to stress about something, it might as well be interesting as well. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. I mean, I I I, I think the what is hard for certainly me and and from a lot of people that I've talked to is is the onslaught feels relentless and it feels like it's it's from every angle. Yep. You know, it's it's yep. uh it's it's Rocky too and and Clubber Lang is just beating the crap out of Rocky. He can't even see what's going on. There's just, you know, punches landing left, right and center. And it's and it's foundational. It's like the the stuff that's happening is 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 is, is like there's nothing. We're not sitting on anything and getting pummeled. It's like the floor is sliding around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, you just you kind of look to the left and you go, really? That's still a thing that's happening. Yeah. And then yeah. oh, you look to the right. You go, wait a minute. I'm still oh. trying to process what's going on over here. Now now I got to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. You think the people will like this? You know, I th- I think I think we're going to get a lot of questions that, um, frankly, I don't think we either don't one of us. <laughs> I don't I don't think either one of us have answers to yet. No, no. Look, I uh, think if we want to talk, we talk. If we don't want to talk, we don't talk. It's like <laughs> there's like no pressure, no whatever. Yeah. All right, go be safe. All right, you too. Good to talk to you. You can find Bill on Instagram and Twitter at Bill Wadman or visit his website at billwadman.com. And if you aren't familiar how this whole thing started, visit ontakingpictures.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sidoris or on my website at jeffreysidoris.com. If you've got questions or feedback or comments, you can email me at talkback at jeffreysidoris.com. And you can get all of my shows, including Process Driven, In Between, Iterations, and more conversations like this one by subscribing to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks very much for being here. I hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate your time. And I will talk to you on the next one. Speaking of Rocky, I watched the training montage from Rocky Four the other day. Oh, no. And... <laughs> there's a scene you know when this is the one where rocky's in russia and right. like working out in a, in a barn because, right right you know carrying like the big the, he's, he's got his 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 furry coat on and he's carrying the big yeah. posts the big beams out in the yeah. snow yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah okay so so it's 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 that whole one but there's parts where he's like got his legs he's hanging by his legs off the edge of a loft right where paulie's holding onto his legs and he's doing sit-ups you know right. what I mean, from like all the way down and all the way up and then he kind of comes up halfway and just kind of looks at paulie and i was thinking my God, the muscles that that takes. <laughs> and then it cuts to this scene where he's laying, he's on his back and he's holding up, he's got his hands on the sides of the table. So the only thing touching the table are his shoulders and the rest of his body is straight out and up off the table. Like he's lifting his entire body weight basically with his abs and his like core muscles. And right. I'm just thinking he, he must've been on steroids, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, oh, the guy also, spent hours you, and hours did, and hours a day in the gym. I don't know. Did you know Polly, the guy who played Polly, whoever that guy is, uh, was like 38 years old when the first Rocky was made? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You look at him, Jeffrey. He looks like 10 years older than us now. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was like 39 years old in 1977. Wow. <laughs> Burt Young. Okay. Burt Young. Yeah. Really? Wait. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Wait, do the math. I'm I'm pretty sure. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Bert Young. He, he, he looks, he's, he looks way older than he actually is. It's like a Wilford Brimley kind of thing. Except this one, I think, was more just weight and drinking. Born, oh, he's, he's 80 now. Wow. So Rocky came now. out in what? So he was 37 75, 77? 77, I think. Wow. Right? <laughs> but do you remember him? With a, he's like bald and he's like working in the meat place. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. You think that the dude was 50 years old then. Yeah. Wow. And I'm talking like 1970s 50, not like a ni- now 50, you know. I mean, look, look at look at the movies that this guy's been in. While while Once Upon a Time in America, Pope of Greenwich Village, fantastic flick. Sopranos, oh, yeah. the Rocky series. I mean, he's one of those like, you know, just kind of amazing character actors that that you you, you when you every time you see him, you go, oh yeah, that guy, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's definitely like we need like a Burt Young type. Yeah, and somebody says, why don't you get Burt? Why don't you just get Burt like, Young? Oh, he's still yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah, you know. That's the that's the classic West Wing story, right? About uh, uh, Spencer, right? Yeah, it, I just I just you look at him and you go, my God, how is that guy? You know, hmm. good he for was him. Not that old, anyway. See things you learn. Good for him. Oh, he's also it's a those painter. Stogies, man. Oh yeah, look at his paintings. No kidding. Burt Young artist. He might be fun to talk to. Wow, his paintings are pretty good, actually. Wait, are you saying oh that? God, there's a, are, you, are you saying that sarcastically? No, I, 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 I was not saying that sarcastically. And then there's a picture. I, the reason I'm laughing is that there's a picture of him next to a side of meat on his, uh, on his, on his Twitter feed, oh which I think is just great. <laughs> oh, this is a p- painting done by his friend. Okay. Hey, oh wow, he's got some really him. interesting stuff. Look at that. Huh? Port Washington, New York. That's not far from here. I could, I could. Let's get a hold of this guy. Let's get a hold Bert, of Bert Young. Bert Young. Yeah, you know who else is a painter? Uh, Titus Welliver. Oh, really? Is yeah, it? his father was a big famous painter, Neil Welliver. We, uh, Jeffrey, uh, photographer of the week, Burt Young. <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you think we did enough for today? I think so.